Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. I get to record with guests in person. We're in the Wiley's Comedy Club showroom with Randy, Jack, and Jeremy from the Canned Air Podcast. Randy washed his hands afterward. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence overwhelms me. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are uh, we are not Zooming today. I'm so excited. I have people that are living and breathing in the room with me. Coronavirus all over me. COVID-19 like crazy. And I love it. I'm just, I'm bathing in it right now. <laughs> 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 who, who do we have? We have Randy, Jack, and Jeremy from the Canned Air Podcast. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thanks so much for having yeah, us, Don. Thanks. It's awesome yeah. to be Pleasure. here. Yeah, it, it's great for you guys to come come all the way to, to Dayton. We are actually yeah. recording in the showroom of the legendary Wiley's Comedy Club in downtown Dayton's historic Oregon district. Very excited uh, to be here. I've been hearing about this comedy club since I was a kid, like on the radio, like hearing commercials and stuff. First time I've ever been here, so it's awesome to be here. Yeah, it, it's it's been around a while. It's yeah, a little. Uh, yeah, so I think it originally opened in 1982. Wow. So yeah, we're we're going on what 40 years. Uh, it'll be 38 this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm a year older well, go, than go the club. You're, you're a year older than the club. I was club. born in 81, yes. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, Randy has no idea about it then. Yeah. <laughs> he said 1980s, not 1880s, Jack. So. Right. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the Canned Air podcast, if you would. We'll, ju- we'll just go ahead and start right off and get right into it. Sure. It's a comedy podcast. We started in 2013, and we talk... Uh, comics pop culture have uh, comic creators all kinds of different guests uh, voice and screen actors on and man it's just a just a blast i don't know what else to say i mean that's it in about a nutshell right since, what do you guys have since, about, since yeah. we're in a comedy club i want yes. i want to clarify that comics is in comic books yes correct right, right, right. Not, <laughs> not comedians because i interview local comics but yes n- yeah comic <laughs> books actual comedians scare the hell out of me Don. they really do they're they so quick-witted me. and I can't, just yeah I, I can't be in the room with them <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> what a job to have them part over a, over of a comedy yeah. Club, oh right? yeah that's well you gotta face your fears head on that's, what it is. that's the truth but no when shows are going on i'm out at the bar i'm not gonna you know there you go there's yeah. too much laughing going on and it's not directed at my joke so i get a little jealous <laughs> <laughs> go to the corner and kick rocks january which is just uh, 
really nice, <laughs> really nice to have a break from it. But. Oh, I can imagine. Like, but it's got to be some kind of like a uh, like a therapeutic release at the same time, right? I mean, it it has been because actually the, the the past year performance stand up 2019, I I was hitting it harder than I had any year before. I was right. probably doing, I was averaging three shows a week probably. Oh, I wow. mean, I, just the whole year. And a lot of that was I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, and I was hitting the stage with so much anger that that's why I'm taking a break now. Yeah. <laughs> I threw chair one too many times. I, no, I, I didn't throw anything. But I, I will tell you, if you go up as an aggressive, angry comic, you will not get a lot of hecklers. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. They don't want to mess with you. Yeah, they're like, mm, he's mad. We'll wait for the next guy. <laughs> you almost yeah. think that'd be the other way around. Just someone in the back trying to poke fun. Let's yeah, stoke that fire yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> well, well, you, you got you got to go up fired up and angry, but you still have to be funny. That's the thing. right. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, just so up there raging all of a sudden. Right, right. Because I, I, I would go up there. I mean, there were sometimes I went up there dangerously without jokes. I, I went up there with a notepad that had like notes of things I wanted to talk about, but I didn't really have jokes written on them. And just somehow let it flow, and it worked out. I don't recommend that because mm. that's terrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was scared to death doing it. Was like, let's just do this. <laughs> I was a little drunk. <laughs> so, how long have you been guys? How long have you been guys? How long we've we been guys? Well, well surgery well, finished up. Well, nineteen eighty-one, as I prefaced a little earlier. So, so since birth, you've done since okay, birth. That's awesome. Either either that or your parents took care of it ahead of time. Oh, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> Otherwise, they've been lying to me for some time. Yeah. Did, did remember pink things when you were a kid? <laughs> how long have you been? How long have you guys been doing the uh, Canned Air podcast? We started in two thousand thirteen, and uh, just started just wanting to sit around and talk about what we love, you know, just comic books and uh, pop culture. But um, it's funny how these things, I'm sure you can uh, relate to this being in, you know, the the radio business as long as you've been, a show kind of takes on its own life and just kind of becomes its own thing. And then you go from running it to just riding along with it. And over, you know, we never planned on talking to all these amazing people or just having guests on period. The amount of comic creators, I mean, that have come through the show has been humbling. It's all this talent that we can look at from afar, but you know, we don't, we're not left with any of it. We never right. planned on having guests. We guests. We had one person that approached us that wanted to come on to, to promote a Kickstarter for a board game. Mm-hmm. And that was the first guest we had ever on, had mm-hmm. on. We had no idea how to even set that up. And it was so just, it was just a, kind of the seat of our pants. And after that, it was just like, well, who are we getting on next week? And it was a guy out of Minnesota. And yeah. it was, just, again, like you said, just a, a creator, indie creator, who had made a game he was promoting on Kickstarter. And But being the first interview, I was shaking for days. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so nervous. But now it's, you know, you, know, you don't think twice about it. it it's, it's funny, the progression, the, uh, I guess, the evolution yeah, yeah, of a show. Well, Not you, to mention you, the, you get you the, get comfortable with your own abil- own abilities after yeah, a while, and you exactly the production of setting up the interview too, where we weren't exactly sure how to set it up, so we had an echo of ourselves in our ear the whole time, <laughs> and it was just enough that when we talk, we were talking like this. Oh so, yeah, a little yeah, bit so, of that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we sounded special <laughs> those episodes for sure, but so we got through. Tell it. Yeah. me about you. Game. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah, it was so we were getting like an echo of ourselves, but it was delayed, what, like three, four seconds. So 
our natural talking was slowing down to try to keep up <laughs> to with hear it. Ourselves. it was, you know, it, it's hard to explain, but it was it was asinine. <laughs> you were trying to catch up with the delay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> as little sense as that makes, but yeah, that's what we were doing. No, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> See, because a lot of times recording through Zoom or recording over the internet like that, you'll you'll get some some weird echoes, some weird hesitations. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. been dealing with that since uh, March. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just takes one person to have their volume up too loud or too quiet to get that monitor yeah. feedback, and then it's just yeah. somebody need to turn down. Yeah, or <laughs> or somebody's on their phone in the middle of nowhere, and they can, yeah. And <laughs> you, you, you just you, you, the interview comes out. So tell me a little bit about. Your book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, killed a guy. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen it could on happen. this show. You never know. <laughs> then it'll be the Afterlife radio show. Oh, man. Oh. I'd like to hear that. I mean, not that I wish your well, demise or anything, but <laughs> I just... Jeez. You know what I mean. Thank when, you. When the day... <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. <laughs> No, it, it, the the radio show will probably continue. That'll be the that was this somehow this sad little thing will be my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we're doing? Right, you, you got to build something. You got to build yeah, something. Got to leave yeah. something behind, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, the life radio show should have been left behind already, <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps going. But yeah, the, the, starting out your first interview. Mm-hmm. My first interview was was wonderful. Uh, I was locked out of the studio. I didn't have access to get into the studio. Nobody gave me the codes before I started. Nobody was there because my first show started at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And nobody got into the studio until 10. So I'm standing outside with my guest waiting for somebody to answer the phone or for somebody to <laughs> respond to an email and finally i get in like 40 minutes after the show was supposed to start oh. it was an hour and a half long at the time and we got in there and i i had gone through dj training in that studio like the month before right this was a month before i didn't remember a damn thing i got <laughs> oh. in there i couldn't i couldn't get a song to play the only thing i could remember is how to go on the air and how to get back off the air. Other than that, nothing. So we wow. just, it was, I couldn't play a song, so we just talked the whole time. I was like, they're getting no ads played through this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be us. Commercial free, <laughs> darn. Yeah, exactly. Really. The, the, the radio dream, commercial exactly. free radio. And that was, uh, yeah, but it was, uh, there are times I still get a little nervous because uh, yeah. I, I would always have, there for a while i'd always have a guest co-host in with me so it wouldn't just be me right. and a guest and then of course when covid hit yeah that's a lot harder to coordinate somebody else getting on their computer and then you know three people trying to go in at mm-hmm. it and oh, absolutely. how do you guys do it do you guys record all together or do you record through if at all possible i mean uh, i think you can relate you know being face to face with people versus zoom you're definitely yeah. going to get a much much better show but yeah we uh we meet at my place in columbus and hilliard there uh once a week and do the show yeah. and uh yeah if we if we have to do skype we have to do it i mean sometimes we get sick sometimes we just we can't make the drive i mean these guys put some distance yeah. <laughs> on their cars just coming to record this podcast so their dedication in itself uh i mean is reason to keep going i think uh for me but um kind of like you were saying you know how the nerves even when you think you have them wrangled, 
sometimes will creep back. And oh, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking of an instance we had uh, Henry Zabrowski on from last podcast on the left. <laughs> and I was excited for this. And how many episodes? Over 200 deep. Oh, yeah. So I, I was on it at that point. So I was feeling comfortable in my shoes, but I got a call from both of them that night. Can't make it. <laughs> this is going to be the first one that it was just me and the guest. So I was very very nervous but it yeah. went off without a hitch and ever since then now i feel comfortable you know again like oh, yeah. we were saying yeah. earlier if you're if there's something that uh, scares you run toward it yeah 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 i was, I was that was just joking because I'm, I'm not that afraid of comedians i just uh, oh i am just the, I open, wasn't just the open micers the open micers i you know i avoid them <laughs> i've gotten too many late night messages what did you think of my set well, I think I have to be at work at five, and it's one thirty. So let me tell you exactly what I, I think. I think if I liked it, I would have let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did have I did have somebody do that. He, he had sent me a friend request because I saw him at one other show, and he came here and like eleven thirty on a Sunday night. I got to be up at five in the morning. No. Eleven thirty, my phone starts dinging. He's sending me messages through Facebook, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with you, yeah. man? <laughs> little anxious, little eager to know what yeah. you thought. Yeah. It's like, well, he found out. I don't think I've seen him perform again. <laughs> oh, well, you live, you learn. Yeah, well, that's that's a good clue. If you, if you want to uh, get the respect of a club owner, uh, don't send the messages in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah. I don't care how funny you are. It's just not not a good plan. It yeah, falls in the gonna, common sense clause. I was just going to say that. <laughs> But no, it, when when I started doing the the Zoom interviews and the podcasts from from home, it was just me and the guest, and it's it it, it took me a while. It took me a while to get to where I wasn't a little yeah. nervous doing that because mm-hmm. I had had so many great guest co-hosts to rely on coming into the into the live studios. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, there's so much that can go wrong on a Zoom call. Like somebody's computer goes down, or you get background noise, or whatever, and yeah. Well, that's happened to us a bunch of times, sitting there chatting. All right, you ready? Yep. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can't. I can't hear you. It Hold must on. be on your end. Yeah. Like, nope. We've done this quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that too. There was. A, yeah. Are yeah. you sure it's not you? It's like everything's set up the way it always is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're my 703rd interview. This week. <laughs> you tell Thank me. You got it. <laughs> I could be wrong. But how many of these have you done? Oh, it's your first time. Yeah. I don't usually probably. use this, so yeah, it's so definitely it's gonna be, be me. Yeah. yeah. It's a new setup. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've covered what made you want to start the podcast what made y'all then when you started it mm-hmm. that's it we can go home no, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much Don. i've talked to you the whole time you guys have been fairly quiet so uh well i'm pretty new to the show actually um i've only been on about a year they uh i was a listener uh for about two before uh i had the option of they for some reason, decided to bring me on. I don't know that they knew what they were getting into. We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail, Jack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they uh, they had a third uh, co-host that parted ways, and they were just running Jack and Jeremy for a while. And I had uh, met him at a couple live shows. I uh, was a Patreon supporter, and just kind of out of the blue one day, Jeremy's like, "Hey, you want to come on and guest with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? I've never done this before." And then a couple hours later, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, we're getting one of the actors from The Sopranos to come on, so he'll be on talking with us. And me being, like, fresh out of the, just right (laughs) off the street, I was like, oh, (laughs) 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 shit. 
That'll be different. Yeah, talk yeah. about nerves. <laughs> and then literally the next episode, we had uh, David J. Fielding on, who was Zordon and Power Rangers. And that was Power Rangers was like my my st- my my show growing up. Like that was all I was about. So yeah, the first couple weeks I was on, I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> yep that that'll do it. Now, how long you've been with them now? Uh, see, it's it's almost been year and a half. I'd year and say. a half, yeah, okay. like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, you've had time to get your feet wet. That's, <laughs> theoretically, yeah. <laughs> I don't get stuff thrown at me at the studio now, so I think That's I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because we lost all the balls after yeah. throwing them at you. <laughs> well, I think more. he's taking them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's usually how I judge success is how many shoes get thrown at me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> See, we, we used to have podcasters that would come in here and do shows every now and then. Like on a Thursday night when we weren't having comedy, we'd have a – there was a, the Nicolas Cage Movie Review Hour podcast. Oh, <laughs> a couple my, times. I got to listen to this. Oh, that's – he uh, uh, Kyle Steele, he, he went through – Every single Nicolas Cage movie ever made, he did an episode on, even if it was just if he did a cameo, if he was a producer or director, every single one of them. And, yeah, they were a lot of fun because what he'd do is he'd invite a comedian over to his house, they'd watch the show, and then they'd go down in his basement and they'd review it for an hour. Oh, man. That's awesome. That would be so fun. I did did that show a couple times. The first one we actually did – on the life radio show in our studio okay okay and we we did a review of uh con air which oh, yeah God. which that's I, the one i'd want to hear yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it, it was fun i i call that one uh i call that movie uh, forrest gump goes to prison <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the main reason i call it that is if you if you remember the scene where his friend gets shot okay and he's yes. dying as he's holding on to yes. him yes well not only are they all speaking, is he speaking with that southern accent, but the guy that gets shot played Bubba. Yeah, right. Oh. right, right. And it's the same scene. I you just, I just right. kept waiting for Nicolas Cage to look down at him and go, you got shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same exact scene. It's like almost the words, too. You know, It's like, this is just too much. Nick, Cage act, Nick Cage's acting would probably almost sound the same, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Put, <laughs> I know. Put the bunny back in the box. Get home to my baby girl, yeah. Casey. Yeah. That's my bunny. <laughs> But yeah, that's a great show. That that was that was such a fun show. He's not doing them anymore because oh. he's gone through all of them. They're still available though. They're still available. They're yeah, still okay. available. I think it, now it's just the movie review hour podcast. He was okay. doing Sandra Bullock films for a while, and you know, which to me that's Sandra Bullock is like the female version of Nick Cage. You know, I not see quite that. as okay. crazy, but close. Yeah. <laughs> There needs to be a spotlight on Samuel L. Jackson movies. Oh, How definitely, about, oh, definitely. That, that, that needs fun. to be. <laughs> yeah, couldn't, but, couldn't do it on the radio. I was going to say yeah, that's not going over the air. Slightly censored for that. <laughs> yeah, the, just a little bit. The MF for hour. <laughs> there you go. But it, anyway, well, we'll talk to you for a minute, Jack. Uh, well, I don't know what. What, to what say. are your thoughts on Nicholas Cage? No. How, how do you feel, Jack? <laughs> this is going to be good. Oh, jeez. I was always. A, Hoping he would become Superman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that a thing that they're thinking of doing? Is that, it, it, it had been. Yeah, he was, he was lined up and suited everything for it. He had long, long flowing hair. 
it was a long time ago. That was like yeah, it was 90s. before Henry Cavill yeah. was oh, wow. cast. Was it Tim yeah. Burton? I think or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tim Burton Superman. Yeah, that would have been fabulous. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fabulously horrible. Oh well, yeah. yeah, that's instant so cult classic. Instant movie. cult classic. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> That'd be like some of the movies I've been in over the years. <laughs> Imagine that Superman with the same southern draw from Con Air. Oh, my. Oh, boy. There's an entertaining Lois. movie. What? I need to save Lois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the kryptonite back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Luther. <laughs> put the kryptonite back. This in is the your box. barbecue, and I like it, Mr. <laughs> Luther. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I, I had heard that a long time ago, but I never knew if there was actually any truth to it. But that would have been there's just been wonderful. a little bit of screen tests and stuff that I've I seen, didn't believe yeah. it until I saw photos. Oh, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> as many God. different Batmans as there been, I'm surprised we haven't had a Nick Cage Batman. For a Nick Cage Batman, there has to be like, or no, excuse me, for a Nick Cage. Superman, there'd have to be like a Steve Buscemi Batman <laughs> to equal it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I just saw the light bulb awesome. go off. <laughs> I All would crazy eyes like in the Adam Sandler movie. Fantastic. It all goes back Steve to Con Air. Steve Buscemi needs to be a superhero. That's, oh yeah, that definitely needs to be. Oh yeah. yeah. So, if anything, he'd have to be in any of the movies as a, at least a villain or something because he plays a pretty good bad guy too. Oh, I don't have be no great. idea who he. Yeah, could be, but, but I would rather see him as the chivalry, the chivalry the, the hero. You know the. Yeah. So be fun. I, I think my my favorite role that I've ever seen uh, Buscemi in was Mr. Shush on Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. If you haven't seen it, no, I haven't. Do yourself a favor. Okay, that is awesome. I, I it's, will. It's got uh, was it Andy Garcia? That's a name. got Andy. Yeah, no. uh, not not <laughs> Jerry Garcia. He's gone. But Andy Garcia's <laughs> in it. Uh, um, Christopher Lloyd. His character's oh, name wow. is Pieces. He's a, he, they call him Pieces because he has leprosy. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a wonderful movie. But no, it really is. It really is a cool movie. If you have to have a chance to see that, and Mr. Shush is a uh, a hired hitman that's extremely deadly. And he also played. Uh we're still talking about Steve Buscemi, right? Yes. He Mr. also Pink. was Mr. Pink in yeah. Reservoir Dogs, right? Yes, he was. Yep. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I of uh, pink. what? <laughs> why do I gotta wear pink? <laughs> <laughs> Go get a mirror. That's why. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm curious on this Justice League reboot we're now doing. Who's who's gonna be uh, Wonder Woman? Oh wow! Okay, Ooh, Sandra so. Bullock. <laughs> I was thinking Joan Rivers, but you know we can go Sandra. She's passed away. Yeah, we can't use it. Melissa Rivers, maybe. Okay, she didn't yeah, have an ounce of the talent that her mother had. Did you say Joan Rivers? I did say Joan Rivers. <laughs> wow. Goldie <laughs> Hawn is Wonder Woman. Kathy Griffin. There you go. <laughs> oh. Just holding a severed head. That's all, that's all that I can picture too is holding people's heads up. Yeah, that's a, I was watching. I was watching something on the news the other day. They were talking about. Uh, they were talking about shouting and like uh, and screaming for for social distancing. They don't want to do a lot of haunted houses. The CDC is recommending against it because of all the screaming. And I'm thinking, well, 
What about laughing? Because a comedy club, I mean, laughing, that's going to project some viruses out. Right. Right. So, I mean, we need a comedy club without laughter now. So, I guess, you know, Dane Cook and uh, <laughs> Dane Cook's career is going to go back up again. So, <laughs> Kathy Griffin's got a shot. There you, you know? go. <laughs> you always get that one loud laugher, too. Like, remember uh, the show Night Court? If you, if you, oh, yeah. That, there's always that one guy you could always hear in the audience just cracking oh, up yeah. laughing. He just pulls like, you totally away from what you're watching. And all you do is like listen for that, that voice. Yeah. Which is great for a comedy show. When, when oh, you yeah. get that yeah. laugher in the audience, it's like, yep, take your cues from him. He's got it. He's got this. Unless there's a three-second delay on the joke, and then that gets annoying. Then he's high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take your cues from him, go outside, smoke with him, come back in, you'll laugh more. Sorry, it took a second to get it. <laughs> that's okay as long as they get it yeah know? right that's all that matters as long as they get there yeah. usually if you're hearing like one loud laugh from the back of the room it's the comics and you're not doing well <laughs> <laughs> see that's my fear of comics is they love to watch you bomb on stage like, look at him choke <laughs> 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 I did great you hear all that laughter out yes. there no yep, that was that, them making that was fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> you bombed <laughs> which is half the fun being back in the back of the room and watching somebody bomb I've seen I've seen people perform their last show if <laughs> oh, <laughs> they did so well. Wow. Do you feel like bad for them, or are you just like, ooh, I'm glad that's not me? <laughs> this one, oh, I, I just have to tell, I know I'm doing a lot of talking, just tell, but i got to tell this, this guy was on the radio show with me, and I was like real close to kicking him off the air, okay. just because he was, he was talking over me, he was interrupting me, he was just being a, being a jerk. And uh, I, I actually chewed him out a little bit on the air. <laughs> oh, I want to hear this one. I didn't cuss, but I let him know that he needs to chill. <laughs> and two weeks later, later, I'm on a show with him at a venue that it wasn't here, but it was down in Springboro, a little ways south. And it's a, it's a place where I'd performed several times, and for some reason they like me there. <laughs> I've, ne- I've, I've never had a bad set at, the, at this bar. Okay. So I got up, I did my set, it went really well. He followed me, and he was, it was, he was supposed to do seven to ten minutes. He's like a minute and a half in, and he's dying. I mean, he, he's, he's stumbling over words, he's shaking, he's Ugh. pale as can be. I'm looking at the guy that runs the show, and I'm do, like, Kevin, get him off stage. Give him the light. He's like, well, he's got seven to ten. I was like, well, he, seven to ten minutes, this crowd's going to be out the door. <laughs> he's going to be a puddle in that time. He <laughs> is just, he's, he's tearing this room apart. Get him out of there. And he wouldn't do it. And finally, about two minutes in, he looks over at the booker from the stage. He's like, how much time do I have left? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, if you have to ask, you're done. <laughs> Where's the hook? I will and get him went, myself. Yep, he went ahead and put the mic back in, in the stand and slinked off the stage. <laughs> oh, man. Never performed again. <laughs> and I wouldn't be so happy with that if he hadn't been such a jerk on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> you got so, to witness comeuppance firsthand. Oh, yeah. It, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> And I love that you appreciate that. It makes me happy to be here. Yeah, it's, the, it's the small things. It really is. And things. if you can't appreciate them, then what's life? So are, are, are we going to go on with this reboot of the Justice League here? Who, who else do we got that, that we haven't cast? Well, we've got Green Lantern, and we could go the Samuel African- L. Jackson as Green Lantern. I was going to say Eddie Murphy, John but Sam, Sam Jackson. Yes. <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot uh, better performance out of Samuel. Yeah. I love Eddie Murphy. Ah. See, Samuel L. Jackson owns the MF words, and yeah. right. Eddie Murphy owns. Yeah. Sh- uh, can I say uh, sh- 
You just did. But <laughs> okay. Go ahead and mark it. That <laughs> you can say it, but I got He I says the SH word. So he I, says I feel like Eddie Murphy owns that word. So I, yeah. I guess either way you go, you're, it's going to be comedic gold, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. it depends on if they want to rate it R or not. Because they could probably get away with the S's versus the MF's a lot easier. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you can drop some S's, you're just PG-13 level. Yeah. It's, 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 when, it's, it's, it's when the mofos start showing up. <laughs> Unless that's it's placed <laughs> really well in that perfect spot, you get that one for a PG-13. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it has to be in just, in just the right context. Otherwise, yep. it's going to push you right over that edge right. of the R. <laughs> it's all the subtleties of the of the language barriers on these <laughs> right. loopholes. Just, just, yeah, yep. yeah. Call, call it the MF or loophole. That's <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I think I think I might name the episode title that. That's it. Oh, there you man, go. Go for it. it. MF or loopholes with Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got the perfect flash figured out though. Christopher Walken. Oh I'm yeah. Gonna go fast. <laughs> Gotta so, get over there. Really quick. Takes him forever to say what he's going to say, yeah. but he'll zip over there in no time. Aren't you supposed to be fast? <laughs> As I was saying. I, I forgot we were talking about things to do in Denver when you're dead. Christopher Walken is in that as well. Really? Okay. He plays the leader of <laughs> He plays the leader of the uh, Denver mob. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He's the leader of the mob. They call him the head. <laughs> just very wonderful i love that that's that is amazing what's this movie called again things Th- things to do in denver when you're dead how old is it that's early 90s i think i should have been early right on my radar yeah like yeah so it, it didn't get a lot of play and then it always it bugged me because it was a fantastic movie well, with all those names in there you thought it'd been yeah out. yeah, yeah certainly would yeah. think so wouldn't you wow we'll see yeah. Buscemi and Lloyd and yeah, oh yeah, not such a big yeah. name, but yeah, but huh. with yeah with Christopher Lloyd and even with Andy Garcia is a, a pretty big name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's definitely it's definitely a movie to check out. I yeah. definitely will. Yeah. I definitely will. That sounds awesome. What are you laughing about, Randy? The long list of movies Jeremy has not seen. <laughs> I knew that's why you were laughing. That's not true. I am seeing them. I have actually been. You can contest firsthand. I've been watching them. You movies. have. You have. So he's a, he's a busy guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got the podcast going on. Yeah. He's got to keep me under wraps. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> under wraps. Who am I hiding you from? <laughs> <laughs> the listeners we want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things to do in Hilliard when you're. T- there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to take a short break. Okay. Uh, we're going to get something to drink. We're going to refresh ourselves, and I think we will come back uh, to some wonderful, wonderful, important news stories. Those Ooh, are my can't wait. All right. We will be right back with Randy, Jack, and Jeremy from the Canned Air Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Hey. So, so people, people are asking, hey, how do I, how do I get more motivated? And, and and to do stuff. So how do I become more inspired to be um, do uh, cool things? Well, the secret to uh, inspiration is you just you know you just you just be uh, you just be uh, more inspired about you know just. Just go like, hey, I'm motivated. And then you'll, 
and then you and then your body go oh both well, I guess we're motivated okay we're motivated now and then you'll be more motivated so just wake up and go hey uh, I feel inspired and motivated and then you'll you know that's how you do it so go be motivated and stuff. This is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast, In a City Like Yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think. And keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Oh, hold on, wait a minute, wait one second. I think I'm onto something here. This is pure snow. It's everywhere. Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Charles. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it. Ah! Oh! Oh! Outrageous! I think I froze the left half of my brain. Look, I can't move my right arm. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are sitting in with Randy, Jack, and Jeremy, and I wish you'd stop. (laughs) (laughs) From the Canned Air Podcast. Let me change that around. Uh, we'll go Jeremy, Jack, and Randy this time because <laughs> got, there's got to be a pivot, man. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's you, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, uh, we, we had a lot of fun during the break, and we're not going to tell you anything that we talked about, but we figured out a lot of a lot of the world's problems. I think we did. Mm-hmm. We did. I think we did. We did. Some we did. answers to life. Yeah. We're keeping them yeah. to ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Have your own you, conversation. You've you yeah. got to find these things out for your own. So go start a podcast. Do it for several years. Get a guest in to come into the comedy club you bought, and then you can find the answers to life as well. There it is. That's It's really that simple. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. You now have the recipe. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, are we ready for some fantastic news? I am stories? beyond ready. I can't wait. Not fantastic, because these are real. These aren't fantasy news stories. These are real things. That's even no better. porn stars in here. No pizza delivery guys that are having a lucky day. <laughs> this is just the real raw news that you get on the Life Radio Show. Uh, maybe this year's Ig Nobel's, a spoof pri- uh, the spoof prizes for dubious uh, but humorous scientific achievement should have been renamed the Ick Nobles. An anthropologist who tested an urban legend and fashioned a knife out of frozen human feces. And a man who found this, that spiders oddly give scientists who study insects the heebie-jeebies are among the 2020 winners. Uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic, Thursday's 30th annual Ig Nobel ceremony was a 75-minute pre-recorded virtual affair instead of the usual live event at Harvard University. Even so, it managed to maintain some of the, some of the event's traditions including real Nobel Prize laureates handing out the amusing alternatives. Uh, It was a nightmare, and it took us months, but we got it done, said Mark Abrahams, uh, editor of the Annals of the Annals of the Anal. Why not? uh, The Annals of Improbable Research magazine, the event's primary sponsor. This year's winners also included a collection of world leaders who think they're smarter than doctors and scientists and a team of Dutch and Belgian researchers who looked at why chewing and other sounds people make drive us crazy. (laughs) It's important research that they do there. I'm stuck on making a turd out of a knife. Yeah, Yeah, you lost me right there. Frozen turd knife. I missed that man versus wild episode. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to Frozen Turd Night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess that would be handy if for like prison shanks, you know. Oh, hey, yeah. I didn't think about that. Because yeah. usually you break them off inside of them, but this would just melt. <laughs> I, I mean, the most perfect murder weapon would be to like, Maybe I shouldn't be telling this, but to, right. what? What to like <laughs> cast a knife out of ice? Right, you stab the person; it's mm-hmm. going to melt away. Right. Murder weapon's gone. Wouldn't it be the same kind of thing? With right, this? and it's a frozen turd, so nobody's going to want to pick it up and use it as evidence. Yeah, how did he die? I don't know, but he has feces running <laughs> yeah. out of this hole in his yeah, heart. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's got a big hole full of crap. And man, not man, supposed the, to have two of them. The janitor comes over and finds a piece of it. No, it's baby. It's, right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> man, the things Martha Stewart learned in prison. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, that definitely needs to be a Martha Stewart episode. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're going to show you how to make a knife out of human feces. And then she goes, It's a good thing. says that as she's good. It's a good thing. I've already have one prepared in the freezer now. <laughs> this is the after Thanksgiving episode. And as you can see, I had corn yesterday. <laughs> which, which makes a nice little encrusted jewel. <laughs> you put just a dab of the, glitter on that. Nothing wrong with a little corn in the hand. <laughs> it's the anti-skid function. <laughs> it's decorative, decorative corn. It's it's a it's a good thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're we're gonna do this weird one. Uh, 
Aglio Kim, a trolley-like robot which uses artificial intelligence, is delivering food to customers at a restaurant in Seoul, North, Seoul, South Korea, in order to minimize human contact and help ensure social distancing. Shortly after customers order uh, through a touch screen on the table, the 1.25 meter tall robot developed by South Korean telecom company KT Corp uh, brings the food and uses a visual SLAM, S-L-A-M, simultaneous location and mapping capabilities to avoid obstacles and navigate around customers. The robot can deliver food up to four tables at once. KT's AI platform business leader uh, uh, Lee Young-Jin uh, told Reuters, the AI robot is equipped with food trays which can carry up to 30 kilograms and an LC LCD screen and speaker that communicate in both Korean and English. Uh, customers found the robot serving quite unique and interesting and also felt safe from the coronavirus, said Lee Young-ho, uh, manager, a manager at the <laughs> Mad for Garlic restaurant, which has tested the robot this month. Mad for Garlic definitely sounds like a Korean restaurant. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I don't care if you are managed by Lee Young-ho. <laughs> can, can you also translate that story into American, please? Because I don't understand kilograms and meters. Oh, okay. Pounds and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. foot. Pound feet. Pound feet. Yeah. That's slam feature. Yeah. I thought Corking. that was some kind of weird serving that they were doing. I think you can say okay. pound feet on the radio, okay. and it's just it's just the ones with a foot fetish. Feshed. 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 <laughs> you can't say fashishis on the radio, but you can freeze it and make a knife. <laughs> but yeah, they're uh, they're putting uh, wait staff out of work in Korea now. So That's incredible. It, yeah. It'll happen here eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that they put so much into <laughs> They won't pay their weight staff a decent wage, but we will put all this money into a robot to make sure that the weight staff are fired. <laughs> Have you guys seen the YouTube video where it's like a, a robotic arm giving a baby a bottle and it just it goes real slow up to the, the the fake baby and then it just like spins around and just smacks the crap out of the kid <laughs> fake kid but still oh damn yeah. well, I, was, I was hoping I, I, was, I know test. I was like I gotta see this until he said fake kid uh, who cares yeah then it just ruined the whole thing yeah that would have been hey Jack we're gonna do a quick little experiment put your baby bonnet on <laughs> uh, so how do we feel about artificial intelligence serving We've learned nothing uh, from Terminator, apparently. Exactly, exactly. It, uh, we don't, we're going to have these little delivery robots. They're going to be the first ones to take us out, right? Yeah. I mean, I know how voice-to-text works to me. I don't want them trying to <laughs> do my <laughs> voice-to-text in order. <laughs> this is not what I ordered. Filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're just going to be, there's going to be a restaurant full of people really trying to enunciate so they don't get the wrong order. Can't have a drink at that restaurant either. You start slurring your words, you might not get something oh, you yeah. want. That's right. That's right. First time that robot screws up a peanut allergy order, it's, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's done. No, he, my my dad, his favorite drink is a buttery nipple, and I'm not going to tell that to a robot because I don't want to see what it's bringing back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that He's could be Pam Anderson. <laughs> some maimed woman with a pad of butter sitting on the top of it. It's yeah. <laughs> not what I asked for, but okay, yeah, yeah. we'll give it a shot. We'll, <laughs> we'll make do. Yeah, I just, I just don't want my, I don't want a robot waiter coming up saying, no. "Come with me if you want to eat." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little terrifying. 
Uh, let's see. Police in Britain responded to it. This is a very important, uh, this, this is almost a public service announcement kind of news story. Oh, oh, and okay. I think a lot of people that listen to this show need to hear this. Pay attention. Uh, Jay. police in Britain responded to an early morning call from a man who became trapped in a pair of handcuffs and an apparent case of romance gone awry. The greater Manchester police, uh, Rockdale station, uh, said officers responded to a home at 4:30 AM Friday to help a couple having difficulty with a pair of handcuffs, a uh, male phone requesting help as his girlfriend had locked him in the handcuffs and they couldn't find the key. Uh, the department's tweet said, the department's tweet. That's just oh, a weird, wow. that's just a weird thing. It's <laughs> yeah, the department's it tweet. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, if I was ordering in a Korean restaurant right now, I don't know what I'd get from that robot. Uh, one of the police, uh, as he feared the fire brigade would just cut them and they were expensive. So, uh, police said the man was released from the cuffs, but the department did not say whether or not the expensive restraints were damaged in the rescue. So, uh, Wow. If you're going to buy expensive handcuffs, don't lose the key. That's, Jack, you told yeah. me that wouldn't make the news, man. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you can see the key before you put them on. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like common sense. Right. Maybe yeah, he had passed and the key got inserted somewhere and they just didn't know <laughs> That could be. That could be because, you know. Because passion. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, because passion. <laughs> this is Officer Lemming Winks. I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. Name <laughs> weeks. Yep, you got You got to follow the bird, the little bird spirit yes, that'll yes. lead you right out with the key. That's. <sighs> I, I love that episode, by the way, because he's, right. he's going through the trail, and there's other skeletal remains of yes. gerbils. <laughs> it's fantastic. Follow me, let me wings. Oh, Mr. Slave. <laughs> Hit the slate. Oh, I miss South Park. I, I, uh, are they making new episodes of South Park? Because I feel yeah. like this is the time that South Park should be like the number one show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there is so much. It's, I mean, really, all they have to do is it's like a reality show now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like Family Circus on crack. I mean, it, it just it just kind of <laughs> takes what's happening in the world and, you know, makes commentary on it. But, oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. in cartoon form. In so cartoon form. Just so funny, they can yeah. get away with the it. The most yeah. twisted way they can. You know? right. <laughs> My favorite's still the uh, where they did all the infomercials with Chipotle away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's true. Yeah. The struggle is real. Yeah. yeah. The struggle is real. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Oh, here's a, here's a good uh, coronavirus. Uh, and again, this this could possibly be a public service announcement as well. Transportation officials and I have a lot of British stories today. I don't know. They're doing crazy things over there. It's like Florida moved. To, they're on they're, they're on holiday. <laughs> uh, transportation transportation officials in a British city uh, responded to viral photos from a municipal bus by reminding residents that snakeskin is not an acceptable material for face masks, especially when it's still attached to a snake. <laughs> oh uh, the gosh. photos snapped aboard a Manchester bus show a man sitting aboard the vehicle with a live snake wrapped around his neck and mouth. <laughs> I wouldn't be comfortable with that at all. Nah. A witness told the Manchester Evening News the man initially appeared to be wearing a really funky mask <laughs> until the snake started to move around. <laughs> It was definitely entertaining, he said. Uh, the photos show the man was not wearing a face mask underneath the snake. The Transportation of Greater Manchester representatives said passengers are required to wear face masks on city buses to protect from COVID-19 pandemic. Oh. So, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> what a beep. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, this, that's... this dude only is doing this for attention. 
right? I, I mean, that's the only reason you go out with a snake wrapped around your, your mouth and your neck. Your face. The, the snake needs to take care of that problem. Just <laughs> right. choke hold that neck out. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was uh, halfway there. It's like, oh, just squeeze, just squeeze. Yeah, just, you you just got totally. him, you got him. He's yeah. not going anywhere, you got him. You guys remember in the Flintstones where the... Uh, all the appliances would look at you and go, this job sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah, that poor snake. Yeah. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> Great call. That, that is, um, yeah, that, I didn't even think of that when I read the story. Cause that, that, but that's fantastic. That's, we're, we're, we're reverting back to Flintstone. I think as, as a society, <laughs> We are heading backwards right now. I would agree with that. If, yeah. you, if you use this, use the live snake as a face mask to protect, to protect against uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> so that this, snake this, would have to be big too to be able to wrap around your face enough to be able to cover. It's got it. I've worked with big snakes before, and I've oh, seen a video you. recently of some girl. I've the, seen video of you working with the big snake. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I worked with I've Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yep, it was college. I needed the money. <laughs> Those books are expensive. Leave me alone. If I do it in an alley, is my business. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a guy who went to the store, got halfway up to the to the store, saw that, hey, I need a mask, walked back out to his car and was like, okay, it's yeah. either my underwear or the snake. Thank God I brought the snake yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just had Chipotle for lunch, so it's yeah. got to be the snake. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> or it was laundry day, so he didn't have underwear that day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he went into the pet store and they didn't sell masks, so he just was looking around. It's like, well, what am I going to use? That's I have enough. to wear a mask. What mask to puppies? Give me, give, give me the python. I'm just Sir, we have puppy diapers that would work way better. <laughs> nope, I've made up my mind. Give me the snake. Take my money. That's what she said. No. <laughs> probably Hulk Hogan, these 12-inch pythons. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. What do we got? Australian air carrier Qantas announced the, that a seven-hour scenic flight to nowhere, which will take off and land at the same airport amid inter- interstate travel restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic, sold out in 10 minutes, according to a report. The unusual flight is scheduled to depart from Sydney on October 10th and return on the same day, making absolutely no stops while promising passengers low-level scenic views over Uluru and the Great Barrier Reef, among other spots. Buyers quickly snatched up the 134 available seats priced between $575 and $2,765, depending on the seating class. A Qantas spokeswoman told Reuters, uh, passengers are set to travel on a wide-body Boeing 787, normally used for long-distance international travel. It's probably the fastest-selling flight in Qantas history, the spokeswoman added. Uh, People clearly miss travel and the experience of flying. If the demand is there, we'll definitely look at doing more of these scenic flights while we all wait for borders to reopen. Mm. Seven-hour flight in a big circle, apparently low-flying. This is a ticket to nowhere. Were they all NASCAR drivers? <laughs> <laughs> yep, a ticket to nowhere. That's so they're uh, going to New Jersey. Pretty much. Wow. Well, wow. I'm sure there are places in Australia that are close. <laughs> so they. Now, I, no, I hate. I hate being on a plane period i don't care how exciting is where i'm going i don't like traveling right this would have to be like a party plane this would have to be you know they they the only reason you you can't just have the regular peanut and coke service you you, there's got to be something more than the usual airline food wasn't it like virgin airlines back in the day who like trying to do concerts in the air and like metallica played on a big virgin airliner for a select group of people i think they they quit as quick as they started it but uh 
that's my kind of flight to nowhere. There, yeah, that that would <laughs> yeah. that would make some sense. I mean, although Metallica, eh. oh, I mean, back back in the eighties, fine, but you know, ever Metallica since the Black Album, they've been crap. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, <Yep. laughs> but either if it's between, I, I'm just so glad that Mustaine kicked those guys out of Megadeth <laughs> so that he could put together a good band. You know, <laughs> love Megadeth. But no, if it's between Metallica on a plane and just looking out the window, Metallica. Yeah, I would yeah, take that, definitely. I, don't, I can't imagine the, the scenes would be that great. The experience of flying is not that great just to go up there just because, just to fly around in a circle. Right. What if you're no, the jerk? They, they offer low-level scenic views. That's that's care. what would worry me. I mean, you're you're scraping, <laughs> you're scraping across here? the outback. You're scraping across the bush, you know? that's Write <laughs> 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 that down. Hold on. <laughs> I think you're scraping across the bush might be an also also a potential show title. I would be the jerk who bought the the seat that's right on top of the wing. Like I can't see nothing, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the five hundred seventy five dollars, not, not the twenty eight hundred dollars. Uh, Hold on, let me write that you're scraping across the bush. <laughs> okay, some sometimes sometimes I just got to write those names down. So I get it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I've had as many as like eight names for an episode and then had the difficult choice of start, trying to decide which one's the most fun. Start doing the Rocky and Bullwinkle thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which is the Rocky and Bullwinkle thing? The, where they named the same episode like three oh, okay, different okay, versions. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. Hey, since fair enough, that. fair enough. <laughs> oh, let's see what we got here. Uh, this is, yeah, that's, yeah, why not? Uh, an amateur German football team lost a match 37 to nothing. After this is uh, not American football, this is soccer. Oh, they call gotcha. it football over football. there. Football. Football. An amateur German football team lost a match 37 to nothing after they decided after they socially distanced from their opponents <laughs> <laughs> due to concerns about the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, the losing side SG Ripdorf Molson II. <laughs> oh my! Which that's a hell of a title for your for your soccer team i would say uh, only fielded seven players as that was the minimum size to re the, the required to complete the fixture uh it came after their opponents uh, for the game sv holdenstedt too uh previously faced off against a team with a player who tested positive for corona coronavirus despite all of the holdenstead uh squad testing negative for code 19 ripdorf <laughs> I love their names. They got great names. Who are you yeah. rooting for, Ripdorf or Holdenstead? <laughs> uh, Ripdorf did not feel conditions were safe enough to uh, properly complete compete. Uh, however, in the eleventh tier of German football, there is a two hundred. Uh, uh, what would that be? Euro two hundred euro fine for forfeiting a game, and so the Lower Saxony's uh, three Kleiklasse League. Whew. Uh, witnessed the almost 40-goal drubbing, uh, equal to scoring a goal, a goal roughly every two and a half minutes. Wow. Which I would think social distancing is not how you win uh, soccer, no, soccer no. matches. Just postpone That's, the game, right? I, say, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a soccer match more than maybe three goals on one <laughs> right. side. Jeez. Right. Like right, we, he's got the ball. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. lost the game, but we won the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Hans, you're going to play goalie and forward. <laughs> if he touched the ball, just let it roll past. It's got the goal. I don't know what accent that was, I but we'll roll either. with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just roll with it. No uh, goalies in that game yeah. match. Yeah, now we, we talked about this one a little bit earlier, and I just want to, with apologies to Amber, 
Uh, perfectly preserved sperm dating back a hundred million years has been found trapped in amber. <laughs> that, that poor girl. Uh, the sperm, roughly 50, 50 million years older than the previously oldest oldest fossil record, uh, belonged to an astronaut. Ostracod, a class of small crustacean that has been in existence for 450 million years. It was found in modern-day Myanmar. Uh, based on the fossil record and the behavior of the modern, modern ostracod, which I've never heard of, but apparently they still exist, and their sperm keeps. Uh, wow. the, ma- the male used their fifth limb. <laughs> That's not what that is. <laughs> I didn't know we could call it that. <laughs> The male used their fifth limb to transfer extraordinary long but immatile sperm into the female. The sperm was enormous, too. Good for him. Uh, Being about 4.6 times the length of the female's body. Like I said, poor Amber. Wow. Uh, This is the equivalent of about uh, uh, 23 feet in a five and a half foot human. Oh my god! Twenty-three foot sperm. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and we you were worried about man. robots taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly for the two little critters, uh, but more sadly for Amber, uh, they were enveloped, enveloped, enveloped. I like enveloped better because it's it's like an invalid. <laughs> they were enveloped uh, by tree resin uh, while in the throes of passion. Because that, I mean, how many times has that happened to you? If I you had a nickel, a Don. If I had you a lose nickel. a key, you get enveloped in resin. <laughs> Shoot off a 23-foot spur. Wow. It's stuck in the ceiling fan. <laughs> Grab a saddle. Just knock the stuff off the mantle. <laughs> yeah. It's going to shoot right through your sock. <laughs> oh, Make man. a few more of them. You could hook a dog sled up to them and t- take you around town. <laughs> I want to know what scientist decides that that's the area of focus he wants to, to, to have. Like, hey, I'm right. going to study sperm. I'm, I'm going be... to study ostracod sperm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, we got a job for you. Get in here. It's like, yeah. finally. Yeah. Man, Jurassic Park's running out of ideas. Yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> gives me hope, though. It gives me hope. It gives you hope. Yeah, this is going to keep a long time. Oh, man. I'll laugh if the next Jurassic Park movie, they need to bring that, bring that up. Yeah, the ostracod. ostracod. <laughs> we found this ostracod bird. Bird and amber. Yeah, we found yeah. this amber. What's her last name? <laughs> John Hammond just loses his crap. Yeah. Spare yeah. no expense. Yeah, <laughs> instead of the velociraptors being the being the most feared thing, it's going to be the twenty three foot sperm yeah. coming at you. I haven't even seen one, and I'm already frightened. Yeah, already scared. Uh, I think they were just given sizing comparisons. It wasn't actually. Oh, right. you know, that was. But let, let's make sure, because I could be wrong. <laughs> now, there are sperm whales, so, I mean, how big must theirs be, right? That's, yeah, that's size, true. That's true. Probably still not 23 foot. No, uh, but bigger than what we're – this is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never yeah. swimming in the ocean again. Is, Thank is, you, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> you get taken down by a sperm. Uh, <laughs> it's a wave. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> yep, just think it thinks you're an egg, and it's just going right in. <laughs> What'd you find in his stomach, Doctor? Well, jellyfish. <laughs> Jaw seven. Yep, that's not the le- That's not Nessie. <laughs> that's a big sperm. That's what that is. Hello, my name is Ishmael, and this is not Moby Dick. That's a fifth appendage. Yeah. 
Yeah, with 23 foot sperm coming out of Moby Dick. That's what <laughs> we might be able to air that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Don. I like the fifth arm term myself. Yeah, you have the fifth limb. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a technical name for it. Right, right. That's, <laughs> is, that, is that an ostracod penis? Nope, that's a fifth limb. That's what that is. Getting technical. Trojan now. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be... Uh, that would. I don't think... We were talking about magnums earlier. I don't think they make one big enough to stop a 23-foot sperm. That's why you do like use a hefty bag. Yeah. <laughs> What's a 23-foot sperm going to fertilize? Whatever the hell it wants. <laughs> I ain't asking it questions. Oh, man. that's This is too much. Guys, I, I hate to do this, but we're going to have to wrap this episode up. But I'm going to give you a couple uh. minutes right now. If you guys have any social media you want to throw out there, and, of course, promoting the uh, Canned Air podcast again, uh, take it away. We'll... We'll, we'll start with Jeremy. And, uh, we actually have a role for this kind yeah, of thing, yeah. a pre-prepared <laughs> thing. You want to see it happen. Jack, take it away, sir. Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, see some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. I think by the time we're done podcasting, you'll be able to be an auctioneer. Yeah, really. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Don't forget to find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air, and if you like... Uh, what we do at our show, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash candarepod and $5 a month to get you access to a whole nother show that the normies can't get. But you can be privy to that. What am I forgetting, Randy? Check Jack and I out every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. We play a little game show, win some prizes, have some fun, watch me be a, a, a dumb person. I almost <laughs> said not person, but yeah. <laughs> watch bad video production. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. It's been great having you. I was going to look forward to yeah, doing your you. show in like a few minutes. That's going to be fun. Yeah, but, but, that's, uh, but that's, that's, that's a mystery we shouldn't share on the air. I, I just I, I love to destroy the mysteries of how production works. Yeah, we, we yeah. <laughs> our agent's got to contact your agent, and then we're going to schedule something. Right, yeah. yeah. Have, have your people call my people. We'll have you down to our comedy club. Perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. All right, thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening, I guess I'm going to keep making them. All right, have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Go home and get your tits on. What Your Effin' Binge is a podcast brought to you by Chris, Anchor, and Spotify. And what we talk to our guests about is what they're currently binge watching on TV. 
And uh, what we do is we like to uh, take a different approach. I don't want to know what the name of the show is that they're going to talk about before they come on. I have to actually guess it. So I ask them who, what, when, where, why, and uh, try to figure out what it is that they're watching. A lot of times I'm able to guess it, and sometimes I'm not. And that's fine. That adds to the comedy of the show. We like to bring our guest on, whether they're a model or an actress or a producer or musician, and just let them have a platform to be able to tell everybody what they have coming up next and also entertain everybody with what's worth watching. So I hope everybody tunes in for the next episode of What's Your Evan Binge. Thanks. It's Chris.